well, I'm 24 years of age. I, uh, I actually grew up in, around its, in this area around here, and Normanton as well. Um, my mum is actually there. Her, her name is, is Rose. I've, I've just embarrassed her now. <laughs> but basically, so growing up, um, I, was, I was brought up in a Christian home. My mum would be a Christian. So I grew up hearing about Jesus, hearing about the Lord, knowing that I need my, my sins forgiven, that I need to get right with God. Um, I knew God is real deep down in a lot of, you know, all my life really because I saw my mum's prayer life, how she used to spend hours in prayer. She used to take us to church and tell us about Jesus. Though to be honest with you, when I was, when I was young, I did think that she was maybe a bit crazy or a bit brainwashed, if you like. I thought that it was all made up. And, but deep down, you know, deep down, if I, if I was being honest, you know, I knew that there was a God and I knew that my mum knew God just from the time that she was spending prayer. Growing up, I was always very violent and aggressive. I would uh, get excluded from school to school to school for um, beating children up. Obviously, I was a child myself. And uh, I would always fight a lot with George. And, uh, yeah, so I was quite a bad, quite a bad person, really. By the age of 13, I started to smoke um, a drug called cannabis. And then my whole life began to revolve around this drug. You know, I needed to, to get this drug, so that led to crime and different things like that in order to get money to get the drug, led to lying and different things. So, you know, growing up, I was, I was quite the opposite, you know, to what I am today. And obviously, it's all by, it's all by God's grace. That carried on all the, way, all the way through. I was about 18 years of age now, and um, I prayed to God one day. I was living in a homeless hostel. I was feeling a bit down and depressed on my bed. Um, I was a bit too, too much for my mum, so she, she uh, moved me to my uncle's, and I uh, left my uncle's, so I ended up in a homeless hostel. And so I prayed to God one day, I said, you know, God, if you're real, show me if you're real. Something came to my mind, and it was something my mum actually told me when I, was, when I was younger, and that's, if you pray to God for a sign, that God will give you a sign. And so I did this that day, prayed to God for a sign. I didn't hear a voice, I didn't see a bright light. I prayed, God, if you're real, show me. And I just carried on living my life. He probably forgot that I even prayed the prayer. And then a, a few months later, I had a Saturday job at the time when I was burning paperwork for the boss. Um, it was night time, everyone had gone home. So I was chucking it onto the fire, taking it out of cardboard boxes, chucking it onto the fire. And as I'm doing this, I find a little black prayer and hymn book. It's a Church of England prayer and hymn book. And it's got a cross on the front. So I open it up. And the first thing I see um, inside is it says, To Harry. It says, To Harry, with love from mother. It's dated 1912. And as soon as I found it, it was only me there in the back garden looking at the fire. And as soon as I found it, I got goosebumps on my head to my toes. It's like I knew that this was a sign that I prayed for. You know, it was given to, it was to someone called Harry by their mum about 100 years before I found it. But you know, that book was meant for me. God knew that I was going to find that book 100 years later. And I, I, like I said, as soon as I found that, I got goosebumps from my head to my toes. But because I was living in sin and I was, you know, had quite a bad lifestyle, I put it down to a coincidence. As you, as you, you, know, you can explain anything away if you want to, you know, but you're just being dishonest and I was just deceiving myself. And I put it down to a coincidence and I gave the book to my mum and I carried on living my life. And then about, I don't know, maybe a year or maybe two years after this, I go around um, George's house one day. Uh, this time, he's, you could say he was, a, he was a drug dealer. 
So he used to sell cannabis. So I went round his house one day to, to buy some. And he said, oh, I don't sell it no more. I said, oh, I've become a Christian. And, you know, that blew me back. He's a new person, transformed. One minute he's, he's, he's a bodybuilder, 20 stone, selling cannabis. Next minute he's a Christian and everything's changed. And I could see, you know, something had happened to him. I couldn't believe it. If anything, that was a bigger miracle for me finding, I mean, for me seeing George become a Christian than me ever finding that book with my name in it. Now George is badgering me to go to church. And I don't want to go. I'm trying to be a big man. I don't want to go to church. And then eventually I went. But I had, I had no intention of becoming a Christian the day I went to church. I had no intention. I just went because George was wanting me to go. And eventually I went. Everyone stood up to sing. And I stood up to sing as, as you do. And it was like all of a sudden, you know, just a huge weight of guilt and shame. You know, we, I, can't, I think the song was, um, My Jesus, My Saviour. I think that's what it was. And all of a sudden, just this huge guilt, I knew that I'd rejected Jesus all my life. And deep down I knew he was real, and I'd rejected him. I'd done all this wickedness. And I just started crying and crying. And now I know, as I'm sure most of, we, most of us do, it's called the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And it was by God's Holy Spirit that I was, I was crying that day. And I was crying like a big baby with my head in my hands. But I left church that day without a shadow of a doubt that God was real. Without a shadow of a doubt. Not long after that, I gave my life to Jesus. I said, Lord, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life. Save me. Set me free. Change me. And he did. He gave me a new heart and new desires. Set me free from the violence, the aggression, the drugs, everything. And, you know, I had a peace that passes all understanding. I knew my sins were forgiven. You know, that guilt that I felt that day when I was weeping like a baby in church went. Gone. Not because of what I've done, obviously. I deserve to go to hell. For what I've done, but because of what Jesus did, I just lifted, and I knew I was saved. It gave me a new heart, new desires, as I said. Now I want to do evangelize. You know, this book says that if people don't have Jesus, they're going to go to hell. So I wanted to tell people about Jesus. And then we wanted to do it full time. We didn't know how we were going to do it. We uh, probably had more um, zeal than than sense. We bought a, a two-man tent or maybe a three-man tent, and we were going to travel, travel around England just preaching, street preaching, just relying on the, on the Lord to provide food and whatever we needed. My mum wasn't so sure, <laughs> so she uh, spoke to a, a number of people or whatever. And this lady she, uh, that my mum knew, she gave her a leaflet for the faith mission. We didn't want to go to Bible college. We wanted to just go and preach the gospel. Why are we going to waste time studying? Well, well, that's what we thought anyway. We thought that we'd made it, you know. But we went to Bible, we were praying about it, and the Lord confirmed it in quite a miraculous way that this was His will. So I went to the college. We only had a thousand pounds when we went, or a thousand pounds each. And the course was ten and a half thousand each for two years. But that includes the, the, the accommodation and the food for two years, as well as the, the course fees. So that's twenty thousand, and yet we only had two thousand. We didn't know how, how it was all going to work out, but we knew that God had called us without a shadow of a doubt. And yet God provided every, every step of the way. There was one time we didn't even have enough money to get, to get back to Derby on the train. So I asked my mum, can we borrow some money? And, but before she was able to transfer it, a few days later, someone called us aside. And they said, oh, I was praying for you. And the Lord laid this, laid this on my heart to give you this. And he gave us a, a thousand pound in, uh, in, in, in cash. 
And then the day before we graduated, most of our fees were paid now. And we, but we still had about 1,300 in total. I, ju I just bought my train ticket home, and that left me with minus 9p in my bank account. I had nothing. And obviously that's for George. We, we, you know, we had nothing. But the day, we, the day before we graduated, someone put £2,000 in my box, uh, mailbox at the college in cash. So the day I graduated, all my fees were paid, everything, and George's. You know, God just provided everything, and that's just the fees. Never mind train fare and clothes and toiletries and, you know, everything. God just provided miraculously. And now, now we work with a faith mission, and we, uh, you know, preach the gospel down in, down in Devon, and we just seeking to see people saved, come to know Jesus as we know Jesus. You know, not, probably about five years ago, there was, there was a house on that corner there. It was my mate's sister's house. I'd get drunk there most weekends, take drugs, go out, fight. House just around the corner there. It was my uncle's house. I'd go there, smoke weed all day. I used to walk past this church, do all sorts of things. But God changed my life. And now I'm here telling you, about Jesus, telling you about what God's done in my life. I would never have thought when I walked past his church all them years that I'd ever be inside of it. Never mind up here in the pulpit. You know, we serve an amazing God. Amazing God. We're just going to sing another hymn now, and it's um, Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound.